Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to week two of Understanding Your Emotions. Today, we are going to be talking all about the emotion of hope, which is really, really important. Y'all have all heard, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that is absolutely true. And so today, I'm going to share with you a few seasons of my life where I had the hope whacked out of me. And I was literally on my knees crying out to God, just saying, dude, seriously, is this all that life is? I feel so broken. I feel like I'm a zero. And uh, how God just really helped me through those seasons, but also the practical steps of how I built my company, how I built this mindset that's ironclad where I believed in myself again, how I set boundaries, how I came back from somebody screwing me over out of $5,000 at the age of 22. Yes, all this stuff has happened to me, and I'm so excited to dive in and help you guys learn how to take your mess, turn it into your message, and hope again. Hey, 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 everybody. Well, I'm so excited to chat with y'all about one of my favorite emotions, and that is the emotion of hope. Hope is something that, my goodness, what would we do without it? Well, the answer for a lot of us is that we get sick. We get heart sick. We get physical body sick. We get mind sick. And I don't know if y'all have ever thought about it that way, but hope is so incredibly important for helping us to reach our goals, to establish and walk in our identity and our full potential. And it's also the reason why so much, I believe, so much of us, so many of us deal with mental ill health or physical manifestations of body problems as well. Um, They've actually done extensive studies of how the mind-body connection is so incredibly real that somebody could be perfectly normal and have the potential to be perfectly normal and healthy in their body, but because of the lack of hope within them, it literally starts to um, genetically change their DNA. Uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf does a lot of study and research on this. In fact, 35 years of studying and research on this and has an incredible podcast. Um, You guys can go look her up, Dr. Caroline Leaf shameless shout out to her. She's incredible and really helped um, me in my personal development of all of this back when I was a 19-year-old dealing with an eating disorder who felt like crap and didn't believe in herself. And so um, thank you so much, by the way, for those of you guys who watched and listened to my Miss USA takeover last week. If you haven't seen it yet, um, it was pretty fun to do. We had it produced and everything, and we have some really exciting news coming up that I will share um, momentarily, but the reason why I wanted to talk about that specifically is um, because I got to share a little bit of my story that I I don't normally share publicly and certainly not in front of 600 4,000 people <laughs> on an Instagram story. So that was just wonderful. Go back and listen to that in our highlights. Um, it's the pink highlight enabled or that says Miss USA Takeover. And you guys can watch that, share it with your friends. Um, it was able to really just speak to a lot of people, which is so, so, so cool. I love sharing my story. And um, this topic of hope was actually inspired because I got to share a little bit of that moment nine and a half years ago where I stood in front of my mom's mirror and felt like a worthless piece of crap. And so today we're going to talk about how you cannot feel like a worthless piece of crap. We're going to talk about how I, I did, in fact, get um, screwed over for $5,000 at the age of 22 and how that devastated me. I was I had $160 in my pocket when I started my company and I was working minimum wage at a coffee shop for tips, basically. And I remember after I would get off of work every week, I would stay 
and I would just sit at the desk or on my days off, I would sit at the tables and I would just research the crap out of business stuff and, and mentors and other women. And actually that's how I found this mentor who I, I still think was, uh, hopefully well-intentioned, but I kind of caught their mentorship in between two different, um, realms of their expansion and it was just not good. Um, so I'll talk to you a little bit about that because that's also why I'm so incredibly passionate and dedicated to making sure that whatever I charge people for what they coach with me, um, that I'm providing 10x the value. So I will not charge $100 for something unless I believe that it's worth $1,000. And I won't charge $3,000 for something if, unless I believe it's worth $30,000. So you guys can have the, the powerhouse promise with that from me. That's what we've been able to do with the Interview Mastery Academy so far, uh, um, which some girls are halfway through already, which is incredible. I can't wait to relaunch it in 2021. Um, and I know the value that it's worth it. We already have about 30 hours of content in there and, uh, hundreds of pages of PDFs and the resource section is incredible. And honestly, I've just had so much fun even making it during this time of prepping for Miss USA myself, because, um, I believe that when you learn something, it's one thing. When you teach something, it's a whole nother thing. You have to know it on a really deep, deep, deep level. And uh, it's definitely stirred up a bunch of hope within me uh, just getting ready to do this thing. So we're three weeks out. Thank you for all of your prayers. Thank you so much for everybody supporting me on this journey during this absolutely crazy time. And we will see what next year looks like. It's just kind of fun to be in a position of like total surrender where you're just like, God, yeah, we're doing this. And I'm just waking up every day, you know, checking off my to-do list um, and seeing seeing my whole life could be changed in four weeks. So thank you for your prayers. I'm praying for all of you guys, um, lifting up my listeners all the time and my social media family. I'm so grateful for you. And I love being on each other's teams. That's what life's all about. Okay. So let's dive into hope a little bit. Um, I'm so excited for this podcast. I took like a million pages of notes. And so, um, oh, by the way, before we get started real quick. So hopefully you guys listened to um, this week's little mini episode on my personal Instagram. So we're going to try to do that every single week. I'm trying to keep up with it and get a little bit ahead um, before I leave for Miss USA. But I would really, really, really appreciate you guys going online and liking, commenting and saving specifically sharing it if you think it'd be helpful for somebody else with a friend. Um, I'm trying to repurpose this content in ways that can really, really, really bless people. And I was inspired by Poplitics, which um, their producer, Abigail, is actually my producer as well and is incredible and has been working with us and kind of showing our team how to do a couple things. And I really think that this is going to help more people get access to the, the content on this podcast, which is really free content to help people like you guys know me like I just want to help as many people as humanly possible and if they end up being a client awesome um but I honestly would much rather prefer that everybody just gets free content and gets healed up and then I'll come speak at your church or your school or your whatever or just buy my book one day <laughs> so anyways um that's a lot more fun for me and um uh, and especially if I miss USA obviously I won't be able to um, I won't be able to coach everybody. So I want to provide these free resources. So let's make sure that we get them in the hands of as many people as we can. But those are going to be like a five minute little mini teaser episode um, every week that'll come out on either Monday or Tuesday, uh, the day before the podcast comes out. And then we can get everybody excited about the upcoming episode. Um, so I'll always go over like my, my basic formula for, okay, there's four points in this episode. You can look forward to this, give a little teaser and then send people to the podcast. So 
Super excited about that. In the algorithm, saving and sharing and uh, does the most liking and commenting are next. But if you guys can specifically save it um, and then share it with your friends in an in a authentic way, right? Only if you think that this will help people, which hopefully it does or else why are we here? <laughs> but um, I'm so excited. Honestly, you guys, as we expand um, and powerhouse changes, I want to be in front of the camera as much as possible. And uh, God's bringing our business to a place where I can start to delegate more things and hire out more things that I'm not the best at um, or I can be good at, but it doesn't bring me joy. So I'm super excited. We're going to be up in our game in terms of video in 2021. So just strap in and get ready. I have a book coming out. God has birthed a whole nother book inside of me too. So the devotional will come out in the spring of 2021. And then um, my other like first actual nonfiction book um, will come out. Not that a devotional is fiction, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like a real book rather than a devotional will come out um, hopefully by the end of the year next year. And I just am getting so excited. Like it's just, uh, what a blessing. It's just, God is so good. This is awesome. So anyways, okay, now we're going to dive into hope. So thanks for listening <laughs> and we're going to get after it. Okay. So the inspiration for this specific episode is Proverbs 13, 12, and it says hope, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But have y'all ever actually read the end of that scripture? Uh, I think a lot of us don't have the back half of it memorized, but this is actually super cool. Okay. So the back half of this actually proves, um, why hope is so important. And it doesn't just leave you with, oh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And you're like, well, frick, man, like, uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know? Um, but at, at the end of it, part B says, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Wow. So that just struck me today. When the desire comes, first of all, look at the connotation of that. When the desire comes. All the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. That's 2 Corinthians 1.20, I believe. And it says that God's word never returns void and it'll accomplish what it sets out to accomplish, right? Ask and it'll be given to you, knock, seek, all that kind of stuff. So this is part of what we'll get to in point number four at the end. This is why our side, there's a God side and a man side, our participation in our healing, our participation in our self-worth and building our identity is so incredibly important. And so is our participation in stirring up that hope again. There's another scripture that says he's given you a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So sometimes um, our part in things is, in addition to the four things I'll tell you guys today, is just to have a dance party in your room or lay on the floor and rest. You know, we've talked about a couple of these things in other podcasts. So go back through the different topics. And if you're, if you have a spirit of heaviness on you and you feel like you need to learn how to hope again, but you might need some extra help, go back through those topics. And there's a ton of stuff that will help you on how to really stir that up. Okay. So I promise you, we are here for you and we're going to help lift you back up so that you can experience this tree of life, right? So whatever that tree of life is for you, whatever that desire is for you, I love how it says when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. So if you feel like you've been a tree that's dead and not connect, not connected to the vine, not watered, you know, hasn't received sunlight. Well, luckily God is the light, right? And Jesus is the sun. And so no better allegory, literally, than God and Jesus representing a tree, right? So plug yourself back in to that root system, and I promise you it'll help you to build life again. Two more scriptures, then we'll get into the four things. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, For we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is temporal, uh, what we see is temporal, what is unseen never passes away. That's a little bit paraphrased, okay? Basically what that means is the things that are actually true, the, our world system teaches us the opposite, 
So what we can actually trust in, what we should actually build our foundation on are the things that are in the supernatural realm and the things that are unseen. Um, But so often we fix our eyes and therefore our attention and usually our mouths, our action, our thoughts, our emotions on other people or our job or how well we can perform or how beautiful we are or how good of a communicator we are. And those things are great. But what happens if something happens and then it takes that thing away? There's an episode I did forever ago, like season one, that says who you are versus what you do. And I encourage you, if you're struggling with your identity being in what you do, especially if you're an athlete, pageant girl, you know, whatever, um, to go listen to that because it'll really help you to separate those two things and start to build that unseen foundation. And the last scripture for today is Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen. So the word substance actually means title deed. So it's the concept of if you have a title to your car and you own it, um, you put the title in your glove compartment box and you shut the glove compartment. Um, I can't see the title deed anymore, but does that mean that it doesn't belong to me? No, it still belongs to me. It's my dang car, right? My name's on it. Um, If my license is in my purse and I can't see it, does that mean that I don't have a license? No, you have that license. You just can't see it, right? You have to have faith that it wasn't just magically ripped out of your purse. Like every time you go to your wallet, you're like, oh yeah, my wallet, my, my credit card's going to be in here, my debit card, my, you know, my driver's license, the punch card to the shake shop, <laughs> all that good stuff. Maybe that's just me. I have like 97 punch cards. Um, they really should make those digital. Anybody else with me? I mean, come on somebody. But anyways, maybe someone else on this podcast can invent that and go make a million dollars. So there you go. Good for you. Um, yeah, but anyway, so you have faith for the things that are in your wallet, in your pocket, in your whatever. Um, we have faith in things all the time, but it's just a fact that we are putting our faith, our hope, our trust in the right things that are never going to leave you, forsake you. And that most importantly are never going to change are never going to pass away. Like it says in second Corinthians 418. Okay. So those are our foundational scriptures. Now we're going to run into these four ways that you can really take back control of your life, change your heart and hope again. So first and foremost, I want to say that I have tremendous empathy for anybody who is going through a season of hopelessness. Um, I have dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with, um, I wouldn't really say depression, like I would have never classified that, Um, although I never went to counseling. I just kind of dived in on my own and just kind of absorbed every bit of information that I could when I was going through that season and listened to 8 million different pastors and counselors and life coaches and people on YouTube University, (laughs) which I'm so thankful for, right? And I encourage y'all all all to do that. Just if you want to grow, I mean, never stop learning. And there's, there's more information out there than you could ever consume to get you healthy and healed. So finding your people in terms of who you listen to is incredibly important. And that's why I regularly, um, name drop on here, kind of other amazing people because I trust them and I know them and I know that you can trust them. So Okay, number one, here is how we get over things and start to hope again. Number one is the most fun, not, is forgive. Ugh, Coach Megan, why are you telling me to forgive? I can't forgive this person. They hurt me. They cheated on me. They yelled at me. They're abusive. They left me. They don't care about me. They said mean things about me. They bullied me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I get it. I just want to say I get it. Um, Been there, done that. I was in an abusive situation for a year with a narcissist and, um, I mean, gaslighting, making me feel insignificant, tearing apart my identity every day. 
um, to the point of where when that relationship ended, I had no idea who I was. And it was a Terry Savelle Foy video, as well as Real Talk Kim and Nicole Crank, who brought me out of my funk and have helped build me into the person that I am today. Um, But guess what? How did I do that? Unfortunately, (laughs) I had to learn how to forgive. And let me tell you, um, it was not a quick process. It took probably a year to fully forgive. Um, While I still had to be around that person all the time, it was a separating of my former self to my current self and learning how to rebuild hope that there was a different future for me. It was incredibly difficult. It was the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I want to say one thing, and I said this in the little snippet version of this on Instagram, but remember you guys that forgiveness is more so for you than it is for that person. Forgiveness does not mean that you are saying what happened was okay. Forgiveness does not mean that you are, um, what's the one I'm looking for? It doesn't mean that you're wiping away what happened, but you are wiping away its ability to have power over you anymore. If you, and I've said this before, if you're holding onto a cord, so think about it like this, unforgiveness is like you are strapping in a harness with a tether to that person that hurt you and then allowing it to continue to hurt you every single day because you're still tethered. And no matter what you're doing, you're trying to run in the complete opposite direction. You could move, you could change jobs, you could change churches, you could change social circles. That thing's going to continue to chase you until you forgive because it's not for them, it's for you. And it's, they always say it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die, right? So I know that's a little morbid, um, but let me just tell you, this is not just me like fluffy duffy telling you this. This is something I've had to personally experience and walk through in a really painful way um, where I wasn't able to escape the situation. I wasn't able to just run away. I wasn't able to just say, oh, it'll be fine and whatever. Like I experienced hardcore betrayal, control issues like narcissism and, um, literally had to like learn my ABCs again because it left me so broken. And so here we are today, y'all. I am bold. I am strong as a lion. Ain't nobody going to mess with me. Y'all know me. And I was able to build that in a matter of a few years. Um, and God has been so good and gracious to me. And gosh, God taught me how to love again. God taught me how to love myself. God taught me that there is a firepower on the inside of me that no matter if somebody tried to tell me that I wasn't who God created me to be every day for a year. Um, I can't imagine people who have been in unhealthy relationships or situations for longer than that. Um, but I just want to tell you, like, I totally know how it feels, y'all, but it is possible. It is possible to forgive. And it's the greatest feeling in the world when you wake up one day and you're like, man, I've been trying to forgive them for a year. Um, Cause it's a daily decision. It's a daily decision to not talk bad about them. It's a daily decision to not have their name in your mouth. It's a daily decision to pray for them. It's a daily decision to bless them. And one of my favorite scriptures, y'all, okay, I'll talk about this all the time. It literally says when you pray for your enemies, it's like the Lord says, vengeance is mine. And when you pray for enemies, it's like throwing hot coals on their head. So I'm like, come on, somebody, (laughs) you know, like it's like the best feeling in the whole world. You're like, dude, vengeance of God rather than even the vengeance that I can cook up. Yeah. Sign me up for that cooking class. Seriously. Right. So, but also God will change your heart where God will enable you to love that person and not be in love with that person, but to see them for their mistakes as somebody who's trying and to see them for their mistakes as human. Because a lot of times the people who hurt us, um, we see as superhuman and that's why we make excuses for them. That's why we say, oh, well, that's just them being them and 
yada, yada, yada. Or maybe they're in a position of leadership over you or they're your boss or they're whatever. And what I've also found too, you guys, is that the reason why we don't forgive people or we stay in relationships or situations that are unhealthy is because we believe that that person has the access to what we need or want to be successful or to get what we want. Um, for me, it was an attachment to my dreams in music and my dreams for serving in the church and serving in, um, in ministry, right? When really now God has shown me that he has a totally different direction for me to minister to people over social media. And God's given me the world in terms of social media. And if I end up preaching in churches, singing in churches, awesome. But guess what? There are people who will never step foot in a church who need Jesus and who need love and light and forgiveness and wholeness and God's like, ding, 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 here you go, right? So, and and also I find joy in that. I find so much joy in um, kind of the autonomous nature too of, of getting as an eight, you know, getting to run my own ministry, if you will, from, you know, podcast, from social media, from videos, those types of things. And also God needed to teach me that I was, you know, partnered with him. We were in control of our future, nobody else. I didn't have to give that away to anybody else, even well, extremely well-meaning people, right? Um, and so God's done a mighty work of forgiveness where he knew me. Um, he knew that he couldn't allow me just to run away because my seven wing would want to just escape pain and not deal with it and just hightail it out of Omaha or, you know, whatever. And you think of all the things that God couldn't have done. Um, I wouldn't have been Miss Nebraska and I could have blamed that on God or I could, you know, just so, so much missed opportunity if I wouldn't have chosen to stick it out and forgive and allow myself to become the Megan that God actually created me to be, which is somebody of love and of empathy and of a wider range of emotional intelligence and emotions that I was able to elicit. And God has used that so much, you guys, to be able to minister to my clients, to be able to help them out of unhealthy situations and um, all of you guys who are listening right now, okay? So here's a couple things with forgiveness on the real practical level. So number one is you have to kind of acknowledge the hurt. Don't minimize it. Don't deny the wrong that was done against you. And also don't deny your part in the situation. Um, Being able to know exactly what happened, being able to articulate what about the situation is not okay, and then telling a trusted couple of people about your experience is incredibly important, okay? Number two, you have to identify the emotions that are behind that. So I use the emotional wheel um, with all of my clients. Literally, you can look it up, wheel of emotions, and it you'll be surprised. Like print it out, put it on your desk, put it beside your bed as you're journaling. It'll change your freaking life. Seriously, most people understand three to five emotions that they can actually speak out of their mouth. This will change your life, okay? Um, number three is you have to learn how to cancel the debt. So you have to learn how to write a blank check of forgiveness. And that means no strings attached. Um, and obviously hopefully you are disassociating yourself with this person so that there's not reoccurring trauma, um, reoccurring issues that as you're trying to heal, you're also being re-traumatized. Um, and so some of that is, is why my healing process took longer because I couldn't fully separate myself from that occasion, but also God knew that he needed to create a really, 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 really strong backbone in me to do what I'm called to do. And so I'm grateful for that and it's all good. And God's totally flipped the situation upside down in a great way and God's good, right? 
Um, so you have to be able to cancel the debt. And understanding this is, again, the point of it's not to accept what they did is okay. It's not to, to give license for it to happen again. Um, but it's it's for your heart. And it's so that you're no longer tethered to via a soul tie um, or there's a million other reasons. But just trust me on this. It's not for them. It's for you. Um, so then moving into the next one, um, you have to set boundaries, like I said. So, um, if you can get away from the situation and if you're feeling led in that direction, don't just flee and not deal with your stuff. But at the same time, you need to be, put yourself in a position where you can actually heal. So, um, you know, getting out of that situation as much as possible to where you can have a safe environment where your fight or flight is not being triggered is incredibly, incredibly important. And one thing that you can do with that after you've kind of set some boundaries is really think of some self-care and stress management techniques that work for you. So prayer, meditation, journaling, exercise, going outside for a walk, these things that might seem really arbitrary um, are incredibly important to have a routine for because um, if you don't prioritize prioritize it. It's just not going to happen. Okay. Um, next is, uh, we kind of talked about this, uh, in, uh, an, another way. We'll talk about this in, uh, number three, actually, where we say detail your dream, but having your mind go to something else and having a replacement for, um, new goals, as opposed to just kind of trying to empty your mind. Um, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so we'll talk about in a second. Um, but we will, we'll get to that in number three. So, and then the last thing is you have to make a commitment to forgive on a daily basis. So, um, forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Okay. It is not, and never will be. You're never going to feel like forgiving somebody who hurt you. But as you continue to practice the art of forgiveness, God will change your heart and will enable you to see even the most broken people as people rather than as somebody who is your, you know, abuser or persecutor or what, what have you. And it's really beautiful. Um, remember that that is for you. It's not about them. If they never change another day in their life, that is no longer your problem. And I think finally, that's another really important thing too, is to keep a gratitude journal of all the ways that God is going to do amazing things in your life now that you're separated from this traumatic thing. Um, and remind yourself that it's heroic. It's heroic to forgive. It, make, it makes you brave. It makes you courageous. It makes you the bigger person. And uh, God will absolutely use that to mold you and shape you into the person that he originally created you to be, which is so beautiful. Okay, so that is all about forgiveness. I know it's a mouthful and literally could be an entire podcast episode. So we're going to move a little bit more quickly through these next um points two, three, and four. So Romans 12, one and two is a really important scripture for this next one, which talks about how to give yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, and then to be not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind where you can prove what is the good, perfect, and acceptable willing of God, perfect will of God. Um, this doesn't mean laying yourself on an altar. Don't get weird with this. That's not what this means at all. Um, but it means to lay your pride down, and lay your ability to try and control everything down and do what you've been doing, which has not been working, and choose that you're going to let God renew your mind, which is the epicenter of a lot of that trauma. So your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And in this epicenter of the, the world system, right, through circumstances and things people say to you and things that we input through our five senses, our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, your will is your choosing, thinking, choosing, being, um, and doing 
that's where a lot of the hurt's going to come from. Okay. So I want to share a really quick story very, very quickly, um, that I kind of teased you guys with a little bit earlier, but, um, nine and a half years ago when I was going through my eating disorder. And then shortly after when I started working at a coffee shop, a couple years later, I'd gotten through the eating disorder. Um, but had God had just told me to move home from Nashville. And I was like, what? No. And he's like, yes. And I was like, no. And he's like, yes, break up with your boyfriend and come home where you have 0.0 friends and uh, let's get her done. And I was like, you're kidding. And so I did. I packed up all my stuff. Boyfriend moved me home. Uh, we got him a plane ticket back to Nashville and broke up with him like a week later. <laughs> and man, it seemed like I was starting all over again because I was. And I was like, God, what the heck? Like, I want to be a musician. I want to be a singer. Like, is this a joke? You know, and God is so funny. Here we are five years later and God, won't he do it? Right. Won't he do it? But I remember the road ahead just looks so like topsy turvy. I felt like I was on the yellow brick road and Oz was 8 million miles away. I didn't even know. I was like, do I follow the yellow road, the blue road, the purple road, the black road, the green road, like a road should I go to the forest like do I need to bring something to chop down the trees like straight curvy narrow like what the heck is this road right and that's where God really started to develop his voice in a new way in my life where he's like do you trust me do you trust me what do you know about yourself what do you know about me and as I was going along with this and I had $160 in my bank account God told me to start a company and I was like what does that even mean I have no business experience like at all I have a vocal degree um, God said, do you trust me? And I was like, mm, okay, whatever. And so I remember, um, I would go to work and then after work, I would stay after and look up all the, like I said, these, these business articles and YouTube videos, and I found click funnels and things like that, but I never put anything into practice, which we'll talk about in number four, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was so overwhelmed. I remember every day I would go home overwhelmed and I would cry and I would say, oh my gosh, like, how am I ever going to make money? Like, I just moved away from Nashville and I'm going to be responsible for my, all my own finances and I have bills to pay and like, how the heck is this all going to work? And I was so discouraged, but I knew that there was a dream in my heart and I knew that I was like, God, you have a good purpose for me. Like people have spoken this over me my whole life. I feel like I have some gifts to offer and I just want to help people. Um, but during that time, you guys, I don't know if I've told you all this or how many podcasts you guys have listened to. I've told my clients this, but like I had sworn off being in women's ministry. I had sworn off like coaching, teaching women. I was like, ew, I'm too bold for that. Like I'm not a counselor. Counseling is dumb. Like mm -mm, this is stupid. Like I don't care about people's emotions. I was in a place where very arrogant and, um, and not again, more ignorant than arrogant, um, <clears throat> an unrefined version of an Enneagram eight, right? I was 22 years old and just sad and coming back from a year of being Miss Nebraska and then school and trying to figure my life out and whatever. So I was like, okay, like I need a coach. I need somebody to mentor me. I need somebody to pour into my life. And so I found this woman online and she was a Christian and very successful and had one of the largest speaking businesses in the nineties. And I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is my first sales call I was ever on. And they convinced me I needed to invest in this $5,000 program. They're like, oh my gosh, we'll give you a thousand dollars off. And I literally had to use um, some stocks and bonds that my grandparents had saved up from the time that I was a little girl. They bought um, some bonds for us that had, had accrued to a nice amount. And then I had like $3,000 in savings and I literally liquidated all of my savings and, um, <clears throat> and w went for it, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I'm going to grow. They're going to teach me everything. I'm going to have a business. 
And I thought life coaches were stupid at the time that they were like, you know, gurus and whatever. Um, but I had kind of fallen into the thought that I would be an interview coach and I was like, cool. So they will teach me what to do and I'll be a millionaire and it'll be great. And I can get my parents out of debt and I can do all these things and pay off their mortgage and we'll live happily ever after. Well, I went through her online course and it was like a total sham. She was, uh, at the time, uh, growing her company and scaling and, and, I mean, I'm sure thousands of people got caught in the woodworks and, um, I was ticked off out of my mind. Like, and I didn't know at the time that I should have asked for a refund with the personality that I have now and the maturity that I have now, I would have beat down those doors and said, give me my dang money back. This is an absolute sham. Um, probably still should. And anyways, fun fact, I don't know if I told you guys this on a different episode, but they had the audacity about six months ago. Um, P.S. That makes me think of those memes. It's like, how are you feeling today? The audacity. And it just makes me like cry laughing. Anyways, they had the audacity, um, a few months back to text me and say, Hey, you know, this is blah, blah, blah's team just saw that you um, had gone through her program a while ago and just wonder if we get a quick testimonial of how this helped you in your career. And I was like, so you're telling me that now that I'm Miss Nebraska USA and I'm successful and I've built this six-figure business, now you want to take credit for screwing me over a $5,000. And I laughed my head off and I was like, oh, I'm about to go off on these people. And I was like, okay, wait, I, I've forgiven her. Like you're chill, you're fine, you're whatever. And, uh, talk about forgiveness, LOL. But I just started laughing my head off. Cause I was like, it's not about the money. Like I, it's $5,000 is a lot of money, but I'll be okay. You know? And, um, I remember responding back and I, I did say something a little sassy, but it wasn't like mean. It was just, it was just true. It was just true information. Right. And I was like, Hey, like I'm absolutely not okay with this respectfully. Like she, uh, it was a really shady deal five years ago. I, w- I had just started my company and under no circumstances does she, can she attribute her my name, image, or likeness with any bit of her success. Um, so please take my name out of everything. Do not use this. My copyright law background um, in music publishing came in and I was like, da, 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 da. do not use any of my stuff. Okay, thank you. Bye. But oh no, she was not done. She proceeded to text me two more times with written out revisions of the testimonials that they were going to try to post regarding my name, image, and likeness. Literally written out where she's like, okay, so is this okay? And I was like, absolutely not. Delete my name from your system. Never contact me ever again. Love you. And then she had the audacity to do it one more time. So she kept shortening, 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 and basically giving um, homage to, oh, well, this person's program through going through da-da-da program. And I said, absolutely not. Like, I should literally sue you for how bad this was. Um, And it just made me laugh my head off. You can ask the people in my family that I told. It was, I mean, I saved the text messages because it made me laugh so much. And I was like, I should frame this. I should seriously frame this because it's just a reminder of of where I was, right? So coming full circle, why, why renewing your mind is the topic for this is because you better believe in that moment when I got screwed over, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm the worst. Like I just, my family's going to be so mad at me. Like my parents lent me $500 that they didn't have. They trusted me. Like I told them that this is a good investment. I feel stupid. I'm so dumb. Like I'm worthless. And confirmation bias too. Like if you have a negative self-image, right, you're going to see things through the lens of a negative self-image and then you're going to look for things to prove that that negative self-image and that negative self-narrative is true. And so in that moment, I was like, wow, cool. Um, I feel like a building just crushed me in the head and I'm a piece of crap. 
And so you better believe I had to lean on God in that moment and say, you know what, God, your word never changes. Your word is still faithful. I'm going to forgive these people. I'm going to try and take ownership of like, and I looked, I was like, did I not use this program to the best of its ability? Like, what did I do wrong? Like what, how could I have done this better? I took ownership and I said, you know what? I don't care. I feel like a zero, but I'm going to commit to little victories and one step forward every single day, one step forward. So here's how I did that. Um, which brings us to number three, detailing your dream. When you forgive somebody and when you're getting rid of the past and when you are trying to move forward in the future, you have to also get a new dream for your life. If you just empty your mind, then you better believe that crap is going to try and fill it, right? So circumstances that rub you the wrong way, people that rub you the wrong way, things you see on social media, that comparison game, all these different things. So you can't just empty your mind. Um, You have to get a vision and sit in detail of what you want in your life. You guys should see me even right now. I have nine things I want to get done um, before Miss USA and I cross them off and I write them down and they're right in front of my face. I look at every single day um, to remind me to not get distracted on the most important things. And about every, I'd say eight to 12 weeks. So like about every quarter, um, I sit down too and I'm like, okay, where am, I, where am I at with my goals? How far have I strayed from the things that I said were the most important three things for this season? And it's so cool, you guys, because even just writing them down one time, you'll start to move towards them if they're in the in your subconscious mind. And so often I'll look back and like this year, for example, I'm like, dang, I wrote a freaking book. I got in the best shape of my life. I survived an international pandemic. I was still a good Miss Nebraska USA. I still had a whole coaching roster of clients. I came out with the freaking online course even a month before Miss USA. Like, wow, I'm actually killing it. Like, holy cow, pat myself on the back, you know? And I think about that now and where I used to be. And you guys, all I can tell you is that you can't allow roadblocks to intimidate you. And every time there's an obstacle, you have to renew your mind. You have to train your mind to ignore it and and just commit no matter what roadblocks in front of me, I'm going to bust through this brick wall. And then if it's a bigger wall, I'm going to find bigger gloves or bigger shoes and kick it, punch it, you know, do whatever I need to do, go around it, outsmart it, jump over it. Um, but in this process, you guys, you'll find yourself getting stronger every time. And there are going to be people who try and steal your dream. And you need to identify them quickly and cut them out of your life. You have to say, you know, no to the naysayers. You have to, you have to set boundaries. Um, you have to get stronger. You know, you can't just say, I'm going to be a multimillionaire and then not grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding and get better at your craft, right? You can't say, I'm going to be a pop star and you can't hold a tune in a bucket, right? So you need wise counsel around you to help you to level up. But also, I encourage you guys, as quickly as humanly possible, get out of the rooms where you're the smartest person in the room. That's one thing I wish I would have done a lot lot earlier. And now, But also, here's the thing. I think God <clears throat> puts you in those situations when you're ready. Like, through this last year, I mean, Real Talk Kim has become a personal friend and mentor of mine. Pastor Nicole Crank. Like, these people that I've, in a sense... Um, looked up to and idolized for five years who have gotten me through the hardest situations of my life. I never imagined knowing them. I never, I mean, I did imagine, but it was like this far off thing. But what's so cool is as, as things in my life this year started to align in the middle of a flipping pandemic, right? Where everything looks like it's going to hell in a hay basket. God can start to elevate the people who are faithful and God can start to elevate the people who are taking their crap seriously when no one's patting them on the back when it seems like your life is over, when it seems like, you know, maybe you were in a situation with your boss or, or somebody in leadership over you and they, you got the short end of the stick and everybody praised them for something that actually they were the toxic one or you did all the work or whatever, you know, 
God sees everything and God sees you renewing your mind. God sees you spending that time in self-care, talking with him, going for a prayer walk around your building. Like you guys, I'm so passionate about this because this has been my life. I promise you, like when no one else is patting you on the back, God is. And he sees every single tear that falls. He sings every, every single cry of your heart, every single thing you're putting in your journal, you guys. And God will connect you with the right people. God's connected you with me. That's why you're here, right? To be able to get to that next level. And so you guys, I encourage you, seriously, you guys have to just take that one step and, and dream and, and be willing to detail it out. Be willing to rewire those toxic mindsets. Be willing to not allow those things to intimidate you. Be willing to set boundaries and say no to things unless you want to have the same year next year. And if you don't, then don't do the same thing. You are in the driver's seat of your life. And when you allow God to, you know, you put the gas pedal down and God helps you to drive and to steer. It's the most beautiful, sometimes chaotic, wonderful mess that always works out. Seriously. Um, and this leads us into the last thing. You have to learn how to take a next step all the time. Taking action is the most important element of success and moving forward. And it can be the hardest. It's renewing your mind to the point where the yes I can that you can tell yourself gets louder than the this will be the thing that ends me. And we all have those moments, you guys. We all feel that way where it's like, dude, I am nothing. I can do nothing. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. But I promise you, you guys, I promise with every bit of who I am that the next step always, and I mean always, reveals itself if you just keep moving. Just keep moving. Do not stop. Do not quit. Do not lay down. Do not fold. I promise you I could start crying right now. I will scream this from the mountaintops, you guys. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Keep moving. And as long as you keep moving, as long as you keep moving, you might bump into your next awesome mentor. You might run into them at a coffee shop. You might bump into bump into one of their videos. I don't know how you came here and listened to this today. You might have bumped into me, but hold on to your hope. Do not stop believing, you guys. These things together will help you to hope again, to dream again, to believe in yourself. I promise you, study the lives of other people who have come from even worse situations than you. That's what I did. Real Talk Kim has a million followers. Want to know how she got famous? Her car broke down on the side of the road where she was getting paid minimum wage, working at Belk, hating her life, had just gotten through a divorce, thought she was a nobody, right? And she learned how to preach by listening to T.D. Jakes on her one hour car ride to get to work when probably half her paycheck was gas every single day lost a five hundred thousand dollar house taking care of two grown boys think you know thinking she's worthless because people told her that if she gets a divorce she's going to hell like all these different things that she had to work through right but she through that time to through that drive time with god um, worked on, worked out who she was and God began to speak in her ear. You're beautiful. You're bold. You're called to something different. Yeah. You're quirky. You wear these giant sunglasses and are loud and are amazing. And there's a whole group of people who need to hear you and your voice specifically and your story specifically. And so God got her famous where one of her videos went viral as her car broke down on the side of the road. Okay. What are you willing to do? What are you, how are you willing to put one foot in front of another and, and stick your neck out in a way that God tells you to, to dare to dream and to dare to hope again, you guys? Seriously, so much of my life, the reason why I'm even here, I was terrified. I was peeing my pants the first time I did a podcast. Now, you guys, it's, it's one of the greatest elements of my week because I know that we're pouring life into you guys. 
And I can't wait to see all the things that you guys do with your life when you decide to hope again. I'm so excited for you. Please, please, please um, leave us a comment on Instagram under the um, little mini episode for this. Leave us a comment on our website. Give us a five-star review. Please, please, please on Apple um, Podcasts. It helps us a ton. And last but not least, last but not least, I have some really exciting news. So as of tomorrow, my brand new song, Plenty, comes out on all streaming platforms. I am so excited. Um, You guys can look it up. It'll just be under Megan Swanson. It comes out at midnight tonight, actually. So if you guys are up in Central Time, um, please give it a listen. Share it on your social media. Share, share, share. Save it. Um, Stream the crap out of it. Um, I am so excited to get to do music on my own terms. It's something I've I've dreamed about for such a long time. This is the first song that I'm putting out. I have a couple others in the works that were done um, that are done writing, but won't be out till after Miss USA. Um, and and I really just want you guys to get to see that whole different side of me. Pay attention to the lyrics. Um, there are a million different ways to interpret the lyrics, and that's not what's important. What's important is is the way that you feel like they're supposed to speak to your heart. Um, but I hope that this blesses you. And last but not least, um, join the Interview Mastery for Pageant Women Facebook group. It's a free group. We post interview questions every single week for free. Um, we have tons of dialogue in there. We put the podcast in there every week. I go live in there sometimes, but if you need help in your interview and on stage question, your overall presence, communication skills, um, and you are a pageant girl competing or you desire to compete in a pageant or you're a pageant mom, any of that stuff, or you just want a really positive community of strong women leaders who are accomplishing their dreams and goals, then make sure you join that and all that information is in the show notes as well as uh, the Apple podcast episode like thing that you can click on. it. It's all in there too, as well as the information for plenty. So thanks so much, you guys, for listening. Um, I felt the power in this episode and make sure you stay tuned all the way to the end for some more information. Bye guys. See you next week. Well, hey everyone. This is a little bit different of an ending. If you are still here listening with us, um, I just wanted to take a second to thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. Wow. It has been such an incredible and crazy year of 2020. And I just wanted to take a second to appreciate you, to acknowledge you. You know, we've talked about some really hard things over the course of this year. And I just hope that every single week that I can be an encouraging and uplifting and motivating voice for you to help you get unstuck from whatever point A you feel like you're totally stuck in. And I want you to help you to really dream again for what that would look like for you in your future. And so kind of in closing, I just wanted to pray a blessing over you. God, I thank you for every single person listening to this podcast. I pray that you uplift them spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, relationally, and emotionally, and that you are changing the trauma of their past, helping them in their present, and gloriously just showing them that you have a beautiful hope and a future for them. And last but not least, I just ask that if any of you are prayer warriors, that you just send up a prayer to God for me. I compete for Miss USA in just a couple weeks. Thanks so much for being a part of the family, the powerhouse family. Love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.